happening. Go ahead, sister. Yes. Absolutely. You've been there. Amen. Amen. Yeah, yes. Yes, isn't that a blessing? I brought her through the surgery, let everything go well, no cancer. We praise God for that. Isn't that wonderful? Yes, sir, brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. Hitman. Yes. Hitman. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes, sir. Hitman. That's right. Hallelujah. Gives peace that passeth all understanding. Amen. I praise God for that this morning. Amen. If you'll stand with us for John chapter number 8, the gospel of John chapter number 8. And uh, appreciate every song that's been sung this morning, every testimony that's been given. Thank God for His presence. Every testimony's been an encouragement, hasn't Isn't that right? Thank God. I like testimonies that lift the Lord up. If you lift the Lord up, you know what it'll do? It'll build you up. Amen. Hallelujah. He's worthy this morning. I praise Him for that. One verse of Scripture, John chapter number 8 and verse number 12. The Bible said, Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Heavenly Father, I ask you this morning to please touch us. We need you this morning. And I don't know the the needs that are represented in this building, but you know of what things we have need of before we even ask. And I pray this morning, God, that you'd bind the devil. I pray that you'd give us liberty this morning. I pray, God, that you would be exalted in our midst. Save the lost that's here. Reclaim the backslid. Encourage those that may be discouraged and strengthen the weary this morning. And most of all, may you be glorified and pleased with our worship. And we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. You can be seated this morning. I want to preach just a few minutes this morning from verse number 12 on this subject, on I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. Jesus said in John chapter number 6 that he was the bread and he is the bread of life. But then he says here, I am the light of the world. When you think about chapter number 12, I think about how this chapter opens in verse number 1 with the terrain. The Bible says, and when Jesus went unto the Mount of Olives. You say, uh, what's so important about that? Well, it's got great significance because uh, if you look at the last verse of chapter number 7 in verse 53, the Bible 
Bible said, And every man went unto his own house, and Jesus went unto the Mount of Olives. The Mount of Olives was one of our Lord's favorite places that he went to and that he resorted to. But it's interesting that no man invited Christ to go home with him on that day. I tell you, I want Jesus to go home with me. Amen. And I think about the terrain. Jesus had mountains that he had to climb in his life. And you and I are going to have mountains that we're going to have to climb in our life. Then I think about the timing of this text here. If you look at verse number 2, the Bible says here that and early in the morning he came in again into the temple. Jesus gets up the next morning after a night under the stars. You know where he's ready to go to? He's ready to go to the house of God. He goes to the temple. And I'll tell you, after Saturday night, I don't know what about you. I kindly think I do because you're here this morning. Uh, but when Sunday morning rolls around, I don't want to be in the bed. I don't want to be out on the lake. I don't want to be on the ball field. I don't want to be in the woods. You know where I want to go? I want to go to the house of God. Amen. I want to be around the word of God and with the people of God. Even Jesus saw the importance of not staying home but going to the house of God. And then of course there's the temple. And it, listen, if you know in Christ's days uh, uh, Jesus saw the importance of going to the temple, then you and I ought to see the importance of being in the house of God. And the Bible says in verse number 2 that he sat down and he taught them. I thought about the teaching of Christ and how important it must have been and how I would have loved the opportunity to have sat at the feet of Jesus, that great preacher, that great teacher, and heard him teach the truths of the word of God. And then there's the trouble when you get to verse number 3. Uh, listen, there's a crowd that always followed Jesus and they're following him on this day. And the Bible says in the scribes and the Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery and when they had set her in the midst. Now isn't that just like the religious crowd? I mean Jesus spends a night out there underneath the stars. No doubt he spent it in prayer. Mark 1 and verse 35 said and rising up a great while before day he went out into a solitary place and there he prayed. And Jesus lived his life by prayer. And he got up no doubt early that morning in prayer. And then he goes to the house of God and he's teaching. Our Lord is teaching the truth and people are listening. But there's a crowd that shows up that day. A religious crowd. But they're not interested in Jesus. They're not interested in his teaching they bring a woman that was caught in the very act of adultery and put her in our Lord's midst uh, all for one reason they're not trying to help her they're not trying to help anybody else uh, uh, they want to accuse her and they want to accuse our Lord I want to tell you religion has always hated Christianity amen uh, that's why the Muslims hate us uh, that's why the Mormons don't want anything to do with us uh, hey that's why the Jehovah's false witness and the Catholics won't be, don't want to be identified with us Amen. Because religion hates God. Amen. Religion is all about the hand of man and the work of man. But Christianity takes us to the foot of the cross. It puts us before a dying Savior and a resurrected Lord and says you don't have to do anything because thank God it's already been done. Hallelujah this morning. And I see the trouble in this text and we'll not talk about the story because you know the story. In verse 11 Jesus says here, uh, 
says to this woman, she said, No man, Lord, and Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. I'm telling you this morning, when a sinner gets in the presence of Jesus Christ uh, and gets under the sound of the gospel and realizes that they need to be saved and they come humbly and trust the word of God, uh, you know, they're going to hear the same words, uh, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. I would tell you, if you're a person here this morning and you're constantly living under the guilt of your past uh, and the mistakes that you made, uh, why don't you forget those things that are behind? Isn't that what Paul said? Uh, Paul was a murderer. Uh, Paul was a wicked man before he got saved. But in Philippians chapter number 3, he said, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth to those things which are before. Paul said, I'm pressing toward a mark. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, I'm pressing toward the same mark he's pressing toward. Uh, uh, Paul said, there's a better day coming. Uh, why don't you forget your past? Uh, if God's forgave it, and if God's forgiven it, and if he's put it under the blood, uh, then why don't you leave it behind? Hallelujah. I'll tell you, if he's not going to condemn me, I'm not going to sit around and condemn myself about it. Amen. And I see the trouble. But we come to verse 12, and everything that happens in these 11 verses brings us to this title this morning. I am the light of the world. Jesus makes this announcement. The world does not see the S-O-N as the light of this world, but they see the S-U-N as the light of this world. Man, though he sees the S-U-N that comes up in the morning and it comes up uh, and it rises in the east and sets in the west uh, and he sees that sun, that S-U-N as it comes up. If you was to ask him what the light of the world would, uh, is today, he would point to the sun because he doesn't see the S-O-N as the light of this world. I want to tell you Jesus Christ is, is the light of this world. He's greater than the sun. Amen. When we think about the Son of God we declare him to be the light of this world. Amen. Jesus could make that statement in even relation to the sun itself. The S-U-N. You know why? Because he created it. You think about it this morning. The sun. The S-U-N is the focal point of the light to this world. Isn't that right? I mean, when you mention the light of this world, as I said, sinners think about the sun. You know why? Because it's the only one, amen, that lights this world. You say, but what about the moon? The moon is nothing more than the light that comes from the moon is nothing more than a reflection from the sun, amen? The moon's a picture of the church because the moon has no light within itself, but it does give light from a greater source. It does give light from the sun. Amen. The sun is the focal point of the light to this world. I want to say it's the greatest light of this world. The S-U-N. It stands taller and it shines brighter than any other light known to man. And so it is with the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you realize the S-O-N is the focal point of the light of this world. Christ like the S-U-N. He's the only one. He's the only begotten Son of God and he shines greater in this world. Uh, Jesus uh, will outshine all religion. He'll outshine all prophets. Uh, he'll outshine all priests. Uh, he'll outshine everyone. Uh, he is the focal point of the light of this world. Amen. That's why he's like the sun. The sun is a faithful light to this world. I mean, I'm not a scientist this morning, but think about it. I mean, when you got up this morning, you didn't have to wonder if the sun was going to come up. Amen. I got up and pulled the curtains back 
I turned a light or two on and it was pitch black outside but I never one time got nervous as to wonder if the SUN was going to come up you say why listen I can't explain how all that works I'm not a scientist but I know for the 47 years I've lived in this world the sun has been a faithful source of light that's come up every single morning of my life and can I tell you just like the SUN the SON is the light of this world because Jesus Christ is faithful I'm going to tell you he's the one that wakes the sun every morning and puts it to bed every night and if the SON didn't get up the SUN wouldn't be able to get up but thank God he's a faithful God this morning he's the focal point of the light of this world and he's a faithful light to this world amen and then just like the SUN the sun is the forgotten light of this world most people live their life every day never thinking about the sunlight they live in they get up every morning and never, they go to work and, and we live our life and, and we don't get up oftentimes we'll see a beautiful sunrise and it'll catch our attention now and then but most of the time we're so busy we live our life and we don't think about the, the SUN throughout the day and the same is true about the Lord Jesus Christ uh, uh, many people uh, my friends stand in his presence uh, uh, in the south churches on every corner and preachers by the dozen but yet people never think about the SON a lot of people sitting in church will get on their cell phone or they'll, they'll pull out some magazine or they'll write some note or take some text to somebody and sitting under the sound of the gospel they'll be thinking about what they're going to do this afternoon or where they're going to go eat or what they've got to do. Their mind is in a million different directions. You know why? Because they're not thinking about the SON. I'll tell you what will make church church. Amen. Is when you go to church and you dismiss everything and everybody from your mind and you set your affections on things above and you think about the Lord. Get your mind off people. Get your mind off your problems. Get your mind off places and think about the Lord. He is worthy and you'll get help this morning. I'm telling you, listen, if you came to find a if you came to find a date, you came for the wrong reason. Can I get an amen? That's right. If you came to find a spouse, you came for the wrong reason. I don't know why I said it, but I'm going to say it again. This ain't a dating club. Somebody say amen. Hey, this ain't Bible Baptist, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, I'm trying to think of it. Uh, uh, you know, heartbreakers and homebreakers. I don't know what you want, dot com, amen. Uh, this ain't a place where you come just to spot somebody, have somebody get out there and live out and see and then they want to come to church and find them somebody good and clean. I'm telling you, it don't work that way, friend. Uh, I'm just saying, you say, what are you saying? I'm just preaching, amen. I'm just simply telling you this morning, uh, you can't come here uh, looking for somebody other than the Lord, amen you got to get your mind on the Lord this morning. But if you come to see Jesus, amen, you won't leave disappointed. If you got a new suit and that's why you came, sorry, we didn't notice it. <laughs> you just blended in. If you got a new dress, I'm sorry, we didn't notice it. If you're coming this morning to be seen, you've come for the wrong reason. If you come this morning because uh, you feel obligated, you're here for the wrong reason. We're glad you're here. But I'm telling you what I, I'm saying is you're going to leave disappointed if you come to see somebody. Well, I want to see so-and-so. Uh, listen, you're going to leave disappointed. But when we come to church, uh, we're to put our eyes on him and we're to see no man save Jesus only. I'm telling you, we don't need to forget the light of this world, uh, especially in the house of God. Uh, we need to see him who is invisible. I don't need to see uh, you 
you and you don't need to see me, but we need to see Christ this morning high and holy and lifted up before all men. The sun is a focal point of light to this world. The sun is a faithful light to this world. The sun is, the, is a forgotten light to this world. And then the sun is a free light to this world. You know this morning, it doesn't cost you nothing to enjoy sunlight. I promise you if the Democrats could figure out a way to charge us for it, they'd do it. And it wouldn't be cheap. And I'll tell you, you go up through your house and you turn a light on, every time you flip that light, you, it's costing you something, isn't it? When our children was growing up, I, if there was anything uh, I preached, don't leave a light on. You go out of the room, turn the light off. Amen. And uh, don't leave that light on. Uh, hey, the ch- uh, you know why it costs money? It's not free. Don't burn electricity just to be burning it. Uh, I mean, for that light to be burning, it's costing money. You look at these lights this morning. Hey, it's, they're artificial lights, uh, but it's still costing money this morning. It's not free, amen? But I'll tell you, you step outside and you feel the rays and the warmth of the sun coming down on your face. Uh, that vitamin D going into your body. You know what it does? Uh, it makes you feel happy, doesn't it? Amen? I like I like to just be outside. Amen. I like to step outside and enjoy the sunlight. I like to let the sun uh, come in the house. Amen. It makes the house a whole lot better. Amen. But when you think about it, it doesn't cost anything. I mean, the greatest light this world has ever known is free. Amen. I'm telling you this morning, and so it is with the Son of God. It won't cost you anything to get saved. Amen. I'm going to tell you, salvation is free. And Jesus even said, if the Son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed it doesn't cost you nothing to get saved and then when you get saved hallelujah he'll set you free amen isn't it good to be set free this morning I'm telling you I feel free this morning I feel free in the Lord. The sun is a free light to this world. doesn't cost you anything to get in God's presence. You say, Brother Gravely, I'm an old wicked sinner this morning. I'm telling you, God will take you just the way you are. He'll save you from your sins. He'll rescue rescue you, friend, from the pit that you're in. If you'll come by way of the cross in Calvary, if you'll humble yourself, if you'll repent, if you'll believe the gospel this morning, you can be saved. Salvation is a free gift. It's not hard to be saved. If you want to be saved, you can be saved. Boy, I'm telling you, man will complicate salvation. The devil will try to doubt salvation. But God said, come. God said, drink freely. God said, believe. I'm telling you, if you want to be saved, you can be saved this morning. Don't put it off. You say, but I, I'm just a seven-year-old boy and, and I'm, not, I'm not an adult. Jesus said, suffer the little children to come unto me for theirs is the kingdom of, of God. Amen. God will save you this morning if you'll come. I believe God will save a seven-year-old just like he'll save a 70-year-old. Amen. He might have saved one out of sin, but he'll save another one from sin this morning. I, I'm telling you, it takes the same grace to save a seven-year-old as to save a 70-year-old. And the devil wants you to doubt it because you didn't get out and walk in sin. You know why? Because he hates the fact that God rescued you before he had a chance to ruin you. Amen. I'm just telling you this morning salvation is free this morning. Hallelujah. It's free to all. Red, yellow, black, or white. It doesn't matter if you're young or old. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor. It doesn't matter if you're bond or free. It doesn't matter if you're wise or unwise. Healthy or unhealthy this morning. I'm telling you God will take you just the way you are. He'll take you when nobody else wants you. He'll 
He'll pick up the broken pieces of your life and He'll put them back together again. Amen. It's free this morning. Then can I tell you, the sun is a fitting light to this world. And what I mean by that is we can't survive without sunlight. Do you realize that everything would begin to die? Plants would not grow. Our bodies could not survive without the sun. The temperature of the earth would drop and we would all die. Listen, but the sun gives our bodies strength. It gives light to plants to grow. Uh, Listen, we couldn't survive without the sun outside. Uh, And I want to tell you, you can't survive without the S-O-N. My friend, when you think about the Son of God, uh, uh, you and I could not have life. Uh, Jesus said, I'm come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. I'm saying this morning there's something better than physical life uh, and spiritual life eternal life in the Lord Jesus Christ. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we're of all men most miserable. That's what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15 and verse number 19. But I'm glad this morning that we've got life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have what? Everlasting life. In John 10 and verse 27 he said, My sheep hear my voice and I know them. And a stranger they will not follow. He said, And I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand my father which gave them me is greater than all and no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand I and my father are one I'm telling you this morning it just feels good to be alive amen I'm not talking about physical I'm talking about thank God spiritual I'm glad hallelujah I've got life beyond the grave I'm glad I've got life in the next world in the next life it's just good to be alive this morning hallelujah I want to say the sun is a fitting light to this world the sun is a forceful light to this world so what do you mean preacher I simply mean this that no matter what man may try to do he can't stop the sun from shining do you know that man cannot stop the sun from shining clouds may come they may gather and they may get dark They can't stop the sun from shining. I've been on that plane many a times going down the runway and it'd be so dark and you'd be going down through there and dreary, maybe even the rain would be coming down. And you'd start up that uh, start up and through those uh, uh, off that runway and take off, and you'd think, man, it just looks dark and dreary all around in any direction that you look. But if you just hold on a few minutes, you know what that pilot's going to do? You'll hear that engine rev up a whole lot more, and he's going to push through all that we- uh, rain. He's going to push through all that wind. Uh, he's going to push through all those clouds. Uh, and if he goes high enough, guess what? Uh, he'll break through those clouds. Uh, I'm telling you, what looks so dark on one one side, Brother Brian, when he gets on the other side, guess what? I found out the sun was shining just as bright as it always had been, even though I couldn't see it. The dark clouds were hanging low, but the sun was still there. I want to tell you this morning, sometimes in our life the dark clouds hang low, but don't be mistaken, child of God, the S-O-N is still there. The sun is still shining in your life, and one day, somewhere, somehow, some way the clouds will go away and thank God the sun is going to shine again in your life just because you can't see it don't mean it's not there it's a forceful light then I want to say the sun is a fearful light to this world you see the sun has the ability to bring judgment to this world it can scorch it can drought it can burn it can bring fire on this world and so can Christ 
The Bible said the Father hath committed all judgment unto what? The Son. Jesus is not equal to the S-U-N. He's greater than the S-U-N. Y'all believe that this morning? So why do you say that? Because it was before the Son. In John chapter 1 and verse 1, the Bible says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. He's greater than the Son because He was before the Son. He's greater than the Son because He created the Son. He's greater than the Son because He'll be after the Son. Romans 1 and verse a, or Revelation 1a. I'm telling you, when heaven and earth is passed away, Christ will still be sitting on the throne in Revelation 21. He's greater than the Son because He was before it. He created it. He'll be here when it's gone. He's greater than the Son because the Son is earthly, but Christ is eternal. Hey, the Son's going to fade one day. Uh, but Christ will shine through all eternity. He's greater than the sun because Christ can do what the sun cannot do. I'm telling you, the S-U-N cannot deliver you. The S-U-N cannot help you. Uh, but the S-O-N uh, will be everything you ever need Him in life uh, and so much more. No wonder Jesus made the statement here, I am the light of the world. Uh, he's greater than the sun. I want to say bless His holy name. I want to say glory to God. Uh, I want to say hallelujah to the Lamb. Uh, Jesus Christ. Christ is not a light. He's not one of many lights. But oh, bless His name. He is and always has been and always will be the light of this world. Hallelujah. That's why we worship Him this morning. And there is a proclamation. I am the light of the world. Jesus made this great statement standing. No doubt in front of a great candle, a great golden candle there before the temple using it as an illustration that those lamps will one day go out. But the Shekinah glory of God will never go. It was that glory that led the Israel through the wilderness. And that same glory leads the child of God through this land that we live in today. There is a proclamation. There is a path this morning. You say, what do you mean? Look what he said. I am the light of the world. He that followeth me. You know, it's interesting because if you go back to John chapter 6 and verse 32, Jesus says, He that cometh to me shall never hunger. He that believeth on me shall never thirst. And he says here, He that followeth me shall never walk in darkness. I saw that this week. And I'll tell you, I about had a shouting spell. Jesus said, If you'll come to me, you'll never be hungry. If you'll, if you'll believe on me, you'll never thirst. If you follow me, thank God, you'll never walk in darkness. Amen. He said, thy word in Psalms 119, 105, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I want to tell you this morning, I thank God for the Bible, don't you? I thank God for the word of God. I thank God for Jesus Christ. I'm glad I've got a light and that lights my pathway. Some men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. But thank God in a world that's turned upside down and in inside out in a world that's more confused and doesn't know what's going to happen on tomorrow. I'm glad, thank God, because we have light. We know who holds tomorrow and the same one who holds tomorrow. Hallelujah. He holds my hand. He's got me in the palm of his hand. I feel like preaching and I feel like praising God. I feel like glorifying his name. I feel like magnifying his name. He is worthy. He is and always will be of the light of this world. And he leads his dear children along. Hallelujah. Woo, praise God. 
I'm telling you, if you're saved, you'll never be lost again. Amen. That's why you can't get saved a second time and a third time because you're not lost. You've already been delivered. I'm telling you, hallelujah, I once was lost. But thank God, I've been saved. I've been set free. I'm walking in the light of the Word of God. Hallelujah. I can't see tomorrow. I can't see what's coming around the corner. He said, what kind of light are you walking in? I got enough light for now. But with each step, there's enough light for each step. Why, every person in this room, you've got things you're praying about, you don't know what you're going to do. We all got situations in life we, we don't know how to handle and they're handling us. And we all got problems that, and we, we just can't, we can't figure out the solution. I'll tell you, it was a blessed day in my life when I stopped figuring every, trying to figure everything out and just realized that God, when he saved me, he didn't give me a, blank, he didn't give me a, a tablet and a ink pen and said, figure it out, son, and I'll help you along the way. He said, no. He said, I'll tell you what, I'll light your pathway and you just take one foot right a step behind my and you just walk in the direction that I'm lighting. I can't always figure out where God's going. I can't always figure out what God's doing. But I know one thing. He's always been with me. He's never left me. He's never forsaken me. And hallelujah, he'll go with me always, even to the end of the world. Hallelujah. I want to tell you, sinner, there is a path this morning. And you're on a different path. You're walking according to the course of this world. You're walking in darkness. I want to tell you this morning, the greatest path you'll ever trod is a pathway of light. I feel sorry for people, don't you, that don't want to live for God. I thought about that this week. I've never met a satisfied sinner I've never met a blessed backslider. I've never met someone who was content doing their own thing, going their own way. They're troubled souls that always have to be doing something else. and some, They have to go from A to B. Brother Wilson, they, they can't be happy with the here and now. They've got to be planning. They've got to be figuring out. They've got to have something else in their life. You know why? They're not satisfied. <laughs> but on the other side of that, yeah. I want to tell you this morning, the most contented people I've ever met in my life, I've watched them go through deep waters, and you have too. I've watched them lose things and lose people and lose, uh, uh, listen, go through heartaches and troubles, but somehow through it all beyond our comprehension, there's a deep settled peace like she spoke about. I'll tell you something about that peace. Uh, God gave her that peace uh, when everything was all right, but that peace will also come when you get a report uh, and everything's not all right. Hallelujah. I can't explain that. I'll tell you, I can't say I've experienced it, and you have too if you've been saved. There's been times uh, when it looked bad on paper, but it sure felt good in your soul. Uh, you couldn't figure it out. Uh, but somehow God said, Son, you just walk in the light you got. Uh, there's a path that'll never lead you wrong. Uh, there's a path that'll never lead you, leave you behind. There's a path that'll never lead you astray. Uh, it's the path, that heavenly path. Uh, it is the light of this world this morning. And it's Jesus. Amen. There is a proclamation. There is a path. I said I was going to settle down to myself this morning. I don't want to.
God's too good to us, isn't he? The devil will tell you sometimes, why don't you just be quiet? Has he ever told you that? You know, when the devil's telling you to shut up, it's because you're irritating him with what you're saying. Just stay on, hallelujah. There is a path. There is a proclamation. And thank God there's a promise. He said in verse number 12, he said, He that followeth me, here it is, a twofold promise. Number one, shall not walk in darkness. Hey, we could stop right there and shout, couldn't we? But it doesn't stop there. Look what else. Here's another part of that. There's an, another side of that promise. But shall have the light of life. I'm going to tell you something about God. He don't just bring you out of the pit. He don't just bring you out of the life of sin. You know what He does? He gives you a life worth living for. I'm telling you this morning, sinner, if you're not saved, you don't know what you're missing out on. When I think about this light, I think about the vastness of it. It's the light of the world. You think about how much power it takes to light a street lamp, a house, a town, a state, a country. They can be power of failures and shortages, but not with this light. Enough power to light the universe, let alone the world. The vastness of it. I think about the victory of this light. You walk in this light, you don't have to ever walk in darkness again. What about the vitality of it? He shall have the light of what? Life. I like that this morning. You know, if you get, I looked that word up, life. And that word means the state of being strong and active. It means energy. It comes from a Middle French and Latin word that means vital, force, and life. I thought about when you go to the ER, the first thing they do, no matter what is going on, they hook you up to a machine to check what? Your vitals. You know what they're wanting to do? They want to see one, one or both of the Two things. Number one, they want to see if there's something wrong with your life. And then they're wanting to see how much life you've got. That's why they're, it's vital. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He that, that walketh, followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have light. But it's not just any light. It's the light of life. I want to tell you this morning, as sure as the bread of life takes away hunger, and as sure as the Believing on Him takes away the thirst. The light of this world gives life. It gives vitality. It gives energy. I'm telling you, the world thinks when they have a rock concert and they get out there and all kinds of perversion and, and drugs and alcohol, and they think they're really living. And I'm going to tell you something. Somewhere in the wee hours of the morning, their sin begins to take an effect on them. And when they wake up the next morning, they don't feel too alive. Amen? I've seen drunks in my lifetime. I know what it is the next morning. They get up. They sleep in as long as they can and they get up and they got a hangover, they got a headache or they're throwing up. Doesn't look like they got a whole lot of life. They can't stand a whole lot of noise and they got to drink another one just to kind of get the edge off and they feel terrible all day long. You know what that is? That's what sin does to you. Go out and live in sin and perversion and all kinds of wickedness and you get up the next morning with regrets. You get up the next morning with the scars or some disease that you can't get rid of but you're going to have the rest of your life. It doesn't give you life. 
it gives you scars. It gives you some regrets. It gives you something to live with that you have to carry the rest of your life. Oh, but hallelujah. If you ever get saved, if you ever get born again, I'm telling you the light of this glorious gospel of Christ who is the image of God, if it ever shines in your soul, thank God it'll give you life. It'll make you want to live for God. It'll make you want to go to church. It'll make you want to sing the songs of Zion. It'll make you want to shout the praises of God. Hallelujah. Puts something inside you, doesn't it? It makes you want to live and live for God. I understand why some people go to church and they have no desire to serve God and live for God. But they look over the fence all their teenage years They're more interested in what they're doing out there than what they're doing in here. Oh, they made a profession. And they do everything. They they dress right and they spit white. But I'm going to tell you something. The problem is they have no life in them. They have no life in them. They just got a deadness about them. Their countenance witnesses against them. If you want to talk about something out there, you see them come alive. But when it comes to things of God, they're dead. Their agenda is not God's agenda. But when you get saved, when you get saved, there's a hunger, there's a desire to want to live for God. I ask you this question this morning. Has the light of the world, has it ever shined in your soul? Do you know that this morning? I'm not asking you, do you have works? I'm asking you the most simple question could ever be asked to you. Do you have life on the inside? Is there somebody inside wanting to live through you this morning? Through you. Remember when you got saved? Remember how you used to live? I look at some of you that got saved. Caleb, I look at you, Brother Caleb. As far as I know, you've never smoked a cigarette, never drunk alcohol, never listened to any worldly music as far as I know. But that boy came to the altar. He had no life in him. Some time ago, he come back and shook my hand. He didn't didn't have to do this, and I don't think he was doing it to be kind. But he shook my hand and he said, thank you for that message. I needed it, and it helped me. And I seen tears in his eyes. I saw some life in him. She ain't got to get out and wall her out in sin to have a testimony. And just because you never have doesn't mean you're fooling anybody. Life comes out of you. It's in you. You want to live for God. A good sign if you have life, I'll tell you how to know this, Dathan. What would you do? If your mom, your dad, your brothers, your sisters, your preacher, and everybody in this church quit serving God today, what would you do, Nathan? He said, I'd keep serving God. Well, why would you do that? He's got life in him. He's got life in him. I'm telling you, you got life in you. You want to live for God, don't you? Brother, if everybody quits, you're going to keep on serving him, aren't you? something inside me you want to that's a good sign you're saved I'm going to tell you the flip side of that if you're lost 
Everybody in this church could be encouraging you. And you stay in there. You live for God. You serve God. You, you be faithful. Don't you quit. I'm telling you, I preach to you every Sunday. You get out there and sin, it's going to scar you. It ain't going to make no difference to you. You don't want to. There ain't no life in you. No matter what I say. No matter what your parents say. No matter what Sunday school teacher says. Ain't no life in you. But you get life in you. I'm going to tell you, you won't live for God. Doesn't mean you can't backslide, but I'll tell you, you'll be one miserable person if you ever get away from God and you've got life in you. Because here's what you're trying to do. You're trying to please the flesh, and that life on the inside is making you miserable. And nothing goes right. Because God loves you too much to let you live any way you want to. He's going to wear you out and whip you up one side and down the other. You're going to be like they were, I think, was it Haggai, in the book of Haggai? Where they had holes in their bags. I don't care if you make a million dollars a day, friend, you'll never get ahead if you're saved. You'll never get ahead if you're truly saved. But if you can walk away from it all today and live happier than you've ever lived, you mark it down. You don't belong to Christ. And you went out from us because you were not of us. This morning as we stand, I pray, God, Heavenly Father, may the light of the gospel shine on some sinner this morning. Help them to come and be saved this morning. And for us that are saved this morning, we want to say thank you. Thank you, Lord, for the light. Thank you for the light of the Word of God, the light of your Son, the light of the gospel this morning. Thank you for Jesus, the light of this world. As we sing this morning, if you need to come, come on this morning. Are you weary? Are you heavy hearted? How about it, sinner? Tell it to Jesus. Tell it to Jesus. Well, if you're lost, you're miserable. Are you grieving? If you're lost, you'll know it. The Holy Spirit will tell you. Tell it to Jesus. There's no doubt about it. He'll reveal it to you. Oh, you need to come. You need to be saved. Don't tell him no this morning. Do you hear God calling you? Can you hear that voice? While they play softly just a moment, our heads are bowed, eyes are closed. I wonder if there's somebody here this morning. I wonder if there's somebody here this morning, that still small voice is telling you, you need to be saved. You need to be saved. You need to go this morning. You know you're lost, and you need to be saved. I wonder if there's somebody here like that this morning. Why don't you come? Why don't you come and get born again this morning? How about it? Come on this verse. Come while you can. Do you hear that voice? That's you. Still, small voice speaking to your heart's door, telling you that you're lost. How about it this morning? We're waiting. Waiting just, just a moment. Christians are praying. How about it, sinner? What are you going to do with Jesus this morning? The light of the world. He wants to save you. We're going to sing one last verse this morning. If nobody comes, we're going to.
we're going to close this invitation. Would you come? Are you troubled at the thought of dying? Tell it to Jesus. Tell it to Jesus. For Christ's coming kingdom are you sighing? Tell it to Jesus alone. Amen. Let's sing it, church. Tell it to Jesus. Oh, sinner. Tell it to Come Jesus. Come while you can. He is a friend that's well known. You've no other such a friend or brother. Tell it to Jesus alone. Amen. All God's people said, thank you so much for being in the house.